0: This is the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. Welcome to the Liberator Podcast. My name is Jeremy Kubitschek. As always, I'm with my friend and partner in liberation, Steve Cockrum. Steve, how are you this morning, my friend, or this afternoon in your case?
1: I'm very well. Yes, very well indeed. Um, I, I like the new introduction. You, you, you've managed that two podcasts running now, the, the partner in liberation. That's good. i I, yeah. I
0: have to, I always go, crime, no, not crime is bad, <laughs> liberation good, so <laughs> therefore, yeah, stay with liberation. I also, <laughs> also
1: notice your culture and imperialism, which um, obviously you um, mastered from the British, of assuming that time revolves around us, so uh, contrary to popular printing Greenwich Mean Time is still officially the uh, zero hour of the world, and so you're about five hours behind us.
0: Yes, I'm six to be okay. exact. Um yeah. and, and so I'm six hours slower than you. Uh Greenwich, is that still a, a town? Is anyone like is there a place called
1: Greenwich? There is. Yes, you can okay. you can get the boat down. There's Greenwich Observatory and um there's a planetarium where the kids just love it. So yes, there's all kinds of watches and you can stand on the meridian line that they defined. Um basically i guess how they they navigated the globe for a period of time before gps took over and things like that but if so.
0: you're there is time altered is it weird there like if you're standing there is, i'm joking i'm getting too into <laughs> sci-fi okay let's get into today though yes. uh speaking of uh speaking of time and i thought i thought it'd be fun if we kind of chat uh, real quickly about what we're experiencing because time we're about what 30 something days away yeah. yeah from a uh from our book launch and the hundred X leader book launch and the millions and millions of people who are going to be buying the book. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we're, we're, you know, that's the deadline. 20, the 26th of March is actually when it comes out. Mm -hmm. So I thought it'd be fun to maybe kind of hear what's been happening at, you know, the British style book launch versus American style book launch. (laughs) Like what are you doing differently? Then maybe say an American would be, and what what do you? What's your perspective? Yeah. So let's let's give the audience what would the American book launch be from a British person, and I'll give you what I think a British <laughs> book launch. Well, I, I think like. I think
1: first and foremost, most Brits would assume that their their product is sufficient quality that the whole world should be wanting to buy anyway. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that's probably where they struggle in the new world. So I think British are congenitally um, struggle with selling things. It kind of feels. Whether it's a class system thing, it's, it's kind of somewhat beneath one to be a salesperson. You know, um, usually I guess that the real top end that they're landed gentry, so they don't need to work anyway. They just kind of take the rents off the land. And then you have the <laughs> professional classes that basically get paid for their intellect. And I think we sh- we see selling as a very very lower middle class, you know, sort of um, thing to do. So it feels a little beneath you to actually have to sell things. So that would little be Dick, my British... Little
0: Dick Van Dyke. I mean, like that kind yeah, of like... Yeah, it's sort just, of... Yeah, it's yeah. Sort
1: of well, selling is not what the chaps do. You know, one one maybe connects over a gin and tonic in the club and, and does a deal, but one doesn't um, hawk one's wares in an inappropriate way in public. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed oh, yes. to America... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what I mean like what's the perception of, of um, the Brits for Americans selling
1: well I, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll use me rather than label the Brits so let's just say that the, every American I know is selling I mean everyone's selling something and it's part of the deal everyone's hustling everyone's got at least four jobs they're all doing something on the side. And if you're not selling, you're missing out because because everyone else is. I still remember, you know, like one occasion where somebody, the worst thing I found is when an American sells on your behalf and you're in the room. So yeah, yeah. they're describing this life-changing, um, you know, Uh, excruciating for us Brits to be sat there while they're saying this resource this product this investment in my life I've waited for the last four years to bring this person to you so they could share live and I know that your lives are going to be changed in the way that mine has been at this sort of level and I'm thinking stop please stop the floor is about and, and I remember being at the worst one where they literally laid it on with a trowel. It was like being at a timeshare sale. And I'm thinking, <laughs> no, no, please let them out, let them out. And do you know, it was so sweet. At the end of it, at the end of it, three people came up to me and goes, do you know, that was one of the most sensitive selling things I've ever been to. I never felt anyone was pressuring me. I felt in many ways it was a bit understated. You probably could have sold it a bit more. And I'm thinking... Oh my goodness, there is an example of how Americans expect to be sold to versus the Brits, for whom I think it's deemed to be a little bit below what we ought to be doing. What's your uh, perspective yeah. the other way around?
0: Well, so I remember I remember sitting in uh, Clifton, mm. and I can't remember this chap's name, but I would see him every day. So for those listening, Clifton, uh, the Clifton House is like a five-star. It's one of the top-rated uh, hotels, and it was the Astor family um you know house and so it, uh, or a house whatever mansion even above mansion it's amazing and i we steve and i uh would write there and spend time there and we was we had this little uh what was it is what what do you call it? the club room it was like the stables that they yeah, turned into yeah.
1: this it's now little- the Aster Grill.
0: Yes, yes, and it, so I remember writing a lot of the five gears there, mm. and spending time. And I remember talking to this guy who was a former executive for Coca Cola in the UK, mm. and uh, you know, very, very proper. He would come to me and goes, "Oh, Jeremy, yes. So tell me, what are you working on?" You know, and I'm, well, I'm writing a book, and blah, 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 and, and I noticed myself getting into the promotion, like, well, and here's what it's about, and here's what it's about, and he just looks at me, is like, yeah, very good for you take care <laughs> and he just walks off and i just remember like oh my gosh like how do you even do it how do you even talk about things because it's so there's, there's not a lot of presumption i mean you there's so much humility or oh no it's, it's, it's almost it's like arrogance a game and
1: pride it's it's not humility i promise you
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it is fascinating though to, to think about how do you how do you talk about it you yeah. know and they even say like for instance to everyone listening Steve and I, here, here's the facts and realities. Steve and I have been working on this content for years mm-hmm. and we've been using it for years. So everyone listening, this is the the hundred X leader book. It's the support challenge matrix. It's know yourself, lead yourself. It's the five circles of influence. It's, it's some of our best content that we have and we've saved it for our third book and together. And that was a strategy with Wiley to do so. Well, by doing that, uh, we we've been using this so much that we're we're so excited about it because we know it works. We know because we have had so many people uh, impacted by it and liberated by this content. This is the the Liberator podcast. It is the Support Challenge. The whole concept. So the point is, we're excited about it. We're and we've been living it. So how do you actually promote? what you've been doing because we're in a world when that's not our necessary desire mm. to be overly promoting, but we also know that this is a really, really good book. Mm. And so you want people to experience it <laughs> without well, coming yeah. across as, as schlocky.
1: Well, you, you, I've been channeling my inner American connector and uh, I basically have decided that actually this is the moment to cash in all of my relational chips everywhere. I, I realise I, I find it much easier to give than to receive and to ask for anything. So, I basically this week will have written to over 3,000 people, which is the combination of my LinkedIn and my Facebook. I've already been blocked out of Facebook for 24 hours for sending too many of the same link and messaging. I've written a personal message to everyone, and in true British style, I've apologised in advance for the fact that it may feel inappropriate, but I've actually been brave enough to go. I'm asking you to pre-order one book. Now, if I was American, I'd probably wanted to pre-order a dozen or, you know, multiple. But the (laughs) Brits, we have to start somewhere. And I realize how many people I know and how little in my life I've ever asked for anything. So I'm getting some great responses. I'm actually really, you know, nobody has said no yet. And I've just said as well, guys, if you want to use the 100X Summit with a team or wider organization, and I go, humbly, we've been, you know, the feedback has been uh, humbling and we're currently trending as the number one Uh, amazon book in in business development right now so here's the thing here's a link will you pre-order one copy for me and That's then good. I put, then I put it in. So basically, I'll have written to, I said, three thousand people by the end of the week. That's my commitment live on here. If you send it to your entire network, that'll be about one hundred and fifty thousand. So you may. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm going to be asking for five to ten books. Of course, you are. So that, that'll be the uh, for everyone listening. No. But, but, anyway,
1: but in England, i I am actually asking for more than one in the code. But to that's ask for right. one is the way in. So there you go. <laughs> I've already had people complaining that it's £18.50 and that's far too expensive for a British book. So, you know. <laughs> so there you go. I, I, I'm, doing well, my, I'm doing my bit, Jeremy. So For if all, you, of all of you listening,
0: the idea is, is liberators. We want to help people. And we want people to read it, and so it's just it's it, in. If you've ever written a book, you'll know exactly what you mean. You're so excited about it, you know it works. You want people to read it, but you're you know it's hard to schlock and a book and talk about it, and so that's what we're doing. So today we're actually going to jump in and talk about the second part. Last time we talked about the one hundred, the hundred percent healthy and emotional intelligence, and mentally, and physically, and just a whole component of what it means to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to talk about the X component of the 100X Leader book, and the X means multiplication. So we're going to dive right into the idea. So, Steve, let's jump right in Mm -hmm. with the time that we have left. Tell and explain what multiplication is to our audience.
1: Gosh, there you go. Teaming up with a a lovely, lovely simple one. Well, I I think what I would say is that multiplication is the intentional transfer of knowledge, skills, and expertise into the life of another person. So at its simplest, that's what I would say it is. There are different levels of multiplication. There are different, um, I guess, resources you can use in that process. And we would say that there are four primary multiplication methodologies. So the first one is informing. So that means I'm, I'm basically, I'm delivering content it, and there's no real interaction. It might be, here we go, it might be a keynote, it might be a well-crafted email, it might be a book. The advantage of informing is it's very consistent, everyone hears the same message. You can be incredibly inspirational and it's very efficient in terms of time, but obviously there's not a lot of interaction in that process. So informing is a skill and it's harder than sometimes people think, but it's one you have to master. The second multiplication tool we have is what we call training. Um, this is where we, we've decided in advance what we actually want to deliver. It's often delivered in a you know a, a training environment. That might be webinar, it might be a room, it might be anything from you know twelve, fifty people. You do get a chance to connect with people in a room. There is a chance for them to engage. To You see live reaction to the content you're bringing. And the thing we often say is we, we love the fact that we can see who are the people who are really leaning in, who are the people who are potentially people who we could take further in what we're doing. So training is another one of those um, intentional, I guess, vehicles for multiplication. Then we move into some of the more personal more relational pieces so coaching is where we would describe as if i'm coaching somebody to multiply it's a much more if there's a depth relationship that we really are kind of there's a real commitment to being known by that person and getting to know them we're actually looking towards collaborative learning where we're learning with and from them as we really journey over a period of time and we would say that in, in in coaching you have the highest level of accountability Peer accountability is the most effective way of getting people to change behaviours. So actually, coaching people in groups we found is is certainly as effective, if not more effective, than coaching as individuals. And then I guess that the mountaintop, the real, I guess that the Everest of actually the skill of apprenticeship, where you're really deciding that you've you have people that have the aptitude, the desirability to actually take on in the future specific functional leadership roles that you play, and that's where really you're you're really giving them the opportunity to learn how to do what you do. That grows capacity, which is always a big issue for leaders as things grow, and it's massive influence. The people that you raise up to do what you do and give off some of that, they will always, they won't remember the hard yards where you had to bring challenge along the way. They always remember that basically they're now able to do something that they wouldn't have been able to do with you. So informing, training, coaching, apprenticeship are what we would say are the, the four primary multiplication methodologies with different things that would fit in the middle. Jeremy, what do you want to add to that?
0: Yeah, so um, if you think about in the sports world, you have a coach and yeah. a head coach, would might have uh, an associate head coach or one or two people. They're apprenticing, then they're coaching their coaches to help. And then they're training their, their athletes and so on and so forth. Right. You have different, if you're a CEO uh, of an organization, you may have someone in a succession that you are wanting to apprentice to take on your role. I'm working right now with someone who is actually grooming a, a younger leader to step into the role of CEO over the next five years. And I'm helping that in that process. And then he is also uh, coaching his senior leadership team. And then they're creating a training kind of program for their directors and they're being very intentional. I think that's the key. It's intentional multiplication. Mm -hmm. Most people aren't intentional. So it's accidental multiplication. So accidental succession, Mm -hmm. accidental multiplication, accidental leadership, and that's the issue. If you look at, if you want to use Jesus as a model and go just from the functional, um, how did he run, I wouldn't say he had an organization, but how did he run his system? Mm -hmm. Well, he apprenticed three people, Mm -hmm. he coached another nine people, Mm -hmm. he trained 72, and then he informed hundreds and or thousands. Mm -hmm. So there is a methodology here in multiplication, and we've tried to tap into it, and that's one part of the 100x book is that we're basically trying to show people what developing others really looks like. And the X of multiplication means your options are you could either add, subtract, divide, or multiply. And so most leaders that we're around add value. There's a few that detract and subtract because they're wounded or cynical or whatever, very few leaders divide because they wouldn't make it to that level. But they do, they still make it through that gauntlet. But uh, most of the leaders we talk about are adders. Mm -hmm. They add a little bit of value, and it's not totally intentional, it's not really accidental, it's just they're there. But the true leaders are 100x leaders that actually
1: multiply. Yeah, that's so good. And I think the, um, we'll often describe that that even an intent to basically develop others, you, you need tools. You need resources because otherwise it's just like, how am I feeling today? Or, you know, it's very hard to multiply what we call your unconscious competence. So we always say that leaders, the more talented you are, the harder it is to multiply because you don't really understand why it's hard to do what you do. And so therefore, the first thing you have to do is you have to decide um, what what are you trying to multiply and how do you bring it into the conscious sphere because you can't multiply things that are unconscious in that process. And you know, the, the, the reality is, it's a lot harder than it looks. We <laughs> um, always joke and say, you know, people go, well, I, I think I might have apprenticed the odd person in my life. And you know, they go, well, where? <laughs> you don't climb Everest by accident. You know, it's not like you rock up one day and think, hey, why don't I have a go at climbing Everest? It's it's a skill set that really is a probably a, it's almost in that lifelong calling space. I, I never blame, we never blame people that go, do you know, I'm just gonna stick at coaching. Literally training and developing others to be able to do what you do is one thing, and most people don't know how to do that well. To actually take on the intentional multiplication so that somebody can actually take on part of your roles and responsibilities, I would say that's the highest, highest challenge in our world. Well, so-
0: it's like being a Sherpa like, you know, we're talking about Everest. So mm. like your, your point, it's one thing to decide to climb the mountain, mm. but it's, it's the other thing when you get down from the top, you made it to the very top, oh, look, look at you, great. I'm going to give you a few days of rest and then you're going to take these three whiny bleeding sheep up the mountain mm. because to take other people up, that's why people don't do this though. It, it's just hard. Mm-hmm. Once you do, and once you learn how to do it, and once you're acclimated yourself, it is so, so fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I would say this, I'm having to do this right now with giant TV, our giant TV team, I'm having to like realize I have to go and develop a young team again. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting all over. And we're talking about this of unconscious incompetence and conscious incompetence, mm-hmm. and we're using the developing others tool as a actual process where I'm engaging them in to the Mm -hmm. process of where are we failing and where do we need to learn and where, what are we trying to get to? But it's because of our history of leading people that you're like, okay, I've got another person to take up the mountain again. And you have to get into that mindset of the Sherpa Mm -hmm. to go. My job is to bring support and challenge uh, what's undermining their influence? What is a person's next level? And am I ready for the challenge again? And that's where I've almost had to tuck myself back into it. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: I've got and to do I, this again. And I think kind of, and, and I love the fact that this is our passion. We can geek on this stuff. because, But you'll never do it unless you feel um, almost called to that. But the thing that you can do, and this is this is kind of like multiplication, shallow end, is... I would say that basically if you take one of our tools, I mean, I've seen, I've seen families change because dad brought home the five gears tool from a keynote or the book or whatever it was and literally have sat around the, the dining table and said, right guys, tonight we're actually gonna to eat together because rather than just eat on trays in front of the television or you know just go out and go through the fast food, we're actually gonna sit down because I've got something I wanna share with you. And a dad, I, I remember taking the time to explain what the five gears were and literally, it had been so impactful for him. He just said, guys, what do you think we're good at as a family and what are we not? And because uh, it's so simple that even kids can understand it. that The teenager said, well, mum never does first gear. <laughs> we never see mum re- rest or recharge. And dad, I, you're always stuck in fourth gear or fifth gear. We never really see you. And then you but you do watch sports at the weekend, but I guess that's just you being first gear. So I I don't think we ever do second gear as a family, not in a real way. Well, that's a painful moment, but what it led to was a realization that they were being accidental in the way that they used their time. It wasn't deliberate, it was just the reality of accidental life and the business of everything crowding in. So what they did was they came up with a family plan, which is to go, how does mum get first gear? Well, firstly, they had to ask, what would mum like to do in first gear? Because it's so long since she'd done it. But the idea being, well, would you like to play some tennis again? It was like, what would it look like for the family to create space so that mum could have some first gear recharge? And what dad said was, okay, how are we going to do second gear as a family? And what they agreed was that they would go out for dinner um, and that they would all put their mobile phones in the middle of the table in a basket and the first person to pick it up would have to pay for dinner. So that basically they had an intentional time where they actually decided to check in on each other. How was life going? But but so for me, that was multiplication. Mm -hmm. Why? Because somebody through one tool experienced the level of personal growth and transformation that hundred got, or the number went up, and they went home with one tool, sat around the table, and it changed the trajectory of that family's summer holiday. So for me, I go, the simple thing to understand is there is an example of somebody getting healthier and doing 100x because they're multiplying their health into the lives of those around them that can be one tool. So don't just think it's, I've got to take somebody up Everest. It's actually, you taught me this, Jeremy, one tool can actually be an agent of transformation. And by teaching it to someone else, you're actually doing a level of intentional multiplication.
0: So one way that those listening might want to do it for family is to create, if you took the tools that we're teaching you, you could do once a month, every other week, once a week. You could pick one mm-hmm. night and just do a tool night where you're teaching one idea mm-hmm. and practicing and talking about it. Not trying to get everything in, just mm-hmm. one simple idea. But that's that's the key of being intentional. In the 100X Leaders Summit, there is a, for those of you who want um, to, you can go to the 100xleader.com slash team and or the 100xleader.com alone and it'll find a link to the 100 xleader summit. It's basically free for anyone who wants to bring this in. We filmed a two and a half hour experience for teams to use. Only thing we ask is that you would buy books for your team. If you do, then you get access to this. Well, in it, Um, At this one moment, I pick up, it's kind of a goofy moment, I pick these glasses up. We made 100x glasses. And the idea, though, the the simple idea is if you're thinking intentionality and you're thinking 100x and you look through the lens of 100x, meaning that anyone you're looking at, you want them to become 100% healthy and you want them to learn how to multiply, then that means you're basically focused and consistent on how do you multiply so the intentional transfer is really what we're asking, and, and I think the I think the secret sauce of a liberator is intentionality. Mm. So once once you've been turned on to it, like Steve mm. was saying, you start looking and seeing things differently. You start thinking about your family differently. You start thinking about you and your spouse or a friend or your teammates differently. Mm and by doing that you become a multiplier because you start focusing on what needs to get multiplied what mm. knowledge wisdom and skills do i need to train other people up mm. to benefit them and to benefit us as a group yeah and that's that's what just doesn't exist mostly because we get you know we get tired and worn down by tasks and clients and bills and life mm. and um
1: yeah I love that, I mean, the same principle of the the family tool. I know a number of offices and and clients that have just basically had a monthly tool lunch, tool session, where it's almost the simplicity of what Giants created, because it was designed for educated children who are far too busy with attention deficit disorder. Um, Just having one tool in a conversation, it's amazing how once you get the hang of going, if I'm gonna be intentional, and I'm gonna actually work on me, we've created tools that mean you can multiply them more easily. That back to, you know, it's already well someone's saying, I want to climb a mountain, but you're probably going to need a kit. You're going to need tools. And that was really the part of the 100X Summit as well. We, we were messing around, pretending we were on the top of Everest, and you were there in your sleeping bag, and you know, kind of. But this idea of going, you need tools, and what we've tried to do out of our, our passion to raise up 100X leaders is to go, how can we help you understand what health looks like? But how can we actually give you tools you can use? So, you know, at, at the top end, you go, well, we're, I guess we're like skilled surgeons. We literally look at a range of tools and a range of resources, and whatever the issue is, we can help people grow. But everyone starts somewhere. So even support and challenge matrix, which is the very core of why we do the podcast and at the core of the summit and the core of the book, is literally saying, what does high support and high challenge look like? for the people that you feel responsible for developing and growing. And being able to teach it actually means you've multiplied at least some of that learning and understanding. And the moment someone else can use it in their life, in their world, you've actually achieved something because the tool made it simpler. So I think we're trying to go at one end, it is an incredibly difficult to apprentice someone to take on roles and responsibilities. It's a commitment to be a good coach, but we can give you tools for it but that actually every single person listening can actually be a multiplier simply by using tools and being prepared to become good at using one or two of them, whether you love the voices, whether you love support challenge matrix, gears, you know, know yourself to lead yourself, all the ones we've shared with you, all of those are, are give you the ability to multiply if you want to.
0: So what we're asking, is we're asking you to partner with us uh, because this is a mission for us. We actually believe this, getting people to hundred percent health and teaching them to multiply is a change the world strategy because the world doesn't have enough good leaders. We actually need better leaders. So we really believe the hundred X leader is a field guide because it gives people language and tools to climb their mountain. And then it teaches them how to be a Sherpa for other people. So imagine if that happened inside teams and families and organizations and that's our goal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what, here's what we're asking. Would you do a favor and would you buy a book for somebody? Would you actually be a resource for someone? If you love this and have been appreciating this, we don't ask for a whole lot in the hundred in the, the, the Liberator podcast. We We basically just are asking that you would help us intentionally transfer this to other people. Because that's one of our purposes is we want the world to use our leadership language, because we think the language alone can create an objective language where people could actually change. And so if you would go to the 100xleader.com and you can actually sign up and send a book to someone very easy. You can go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or you can go to the site and it's all done for you. If you want the summit, then you can go, you'll see a spot where you'll actually get the summit as a part of it, and you can show it for free with your team once that you buy a book. And so that is your opportunity to, to spread the language. So we're just asking for some of those of you that really appreciate this to just partner with us and, and join us in this process. I think you'll really, really enjoy it, especially if you've liked the content you've heard so far. This mm-hmm. is like a field guide. I, I can see a lot of people having this book at their, um, you know, on their desk using it quite often. Any, any last words from you,
1: steve No, I think, um, well, when I say no, that means yes, I do, so as always. <laughs> so I think my, 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 final, my final thought to everyone is, is just to reiterate that, that this is our, this is our manifesto. Um, you were right, Jeremy, which I know your favorite words, that we were tempted <laughs> to write this book first because it would position us in a different way in the leadership space, but we didn't have enough reach and we didn't. Not enough people had heard of us. But by choosing to wait till now, this, this, I always say, if you had one last talk to give, if you had one last recommendation to give people, if you had one last keynote, what would it be? And I actually believe that this, you know, this is almost our, our gift to you. And so that's the reason why, even I, as a Brit, is saying. I want you to buy one, I want you to give one away, and why I will spend a long time in the next week or so writing to many of you. Um, if you're in my LinkedIn network, you'll probably hear from me anyway, because I'm basically saying, would you do this for us? Would you help us? Um, and would you at least buy one? I know the book is world-class. The reason being is we, we collaborate on how we write these things. A whole load of people were part of that process of helping us. Uh, the summit is world-class as a resource. Um, It will only make you look good as a leader if you actually choose to use it. I spoke with a guy today who just said, I'm going to buy 100 books for 100 of my key leaders and I'm going to give them all access to use the summit with their team. So it's just those are the sort of things which we're looking for. Whatever your influence, would you help us to basically make as big a splash as possible? Because in the new world, you only get a very short window. um, And that's the reason why we're focused on that May 26th because in the end... Uh, uh, March 26th. March 26th, thank you. So that's we're just asking basically, will you do what you can? And this is coming from an even a little Brit who finds this difficult, so don't let me down. Uh, <laughs>
0: I love <laughs> that's it. That's
1: a bit of emotional manipulation now. That's basically.
0: right, as a pioneer, I love it. Hey, um, for all of these... All of you listening, thank you for your friendship and uh, partnership and multiplication and being healthy. Um, We hope you enjoy. We wish you well. We'll talk to you next time at the Liberator Podcast. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. That concludes today's episode of the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. You can find out more information about us online at giantworldwide.com.